Brawlers, what is up? Welcome back to Throwing Hands as Breck and I will be reviewing UFC 261. Best card in recent memory, but Breck, where's Dan? Dude, he's stuck in the shadow realm once again. It's like he was so close to – we saw him. Like he was so close to getting out of it. We like could see him, and then some force like pu- pulled him back into the shadow realm. And we don't know what that force was. Um uh, he Maybe needs to come Usman. home, Breck. He needs to come home. Maybe Usman, like, punched him and drawn him back in, you know? Completely. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. 100%. All right. Uh, Breck, I think we're going we're gonna to have to go over every single fight. Let's go. All right, let's go. Leong Na versus Ariane Carnalosi. Uh, Leon Nah drops Carnalosi in the first five seconds of the fight, but Carnalosi, man, more conditioned, strong, uh, stronger it seemed like, and got the the TKO TKO finish from uh, top position. Breck, what were your thoughts on this banger, dude? When they like sprinted at each other, that was the most hype thing ever. Like the first five seconds of that fight, the crowd started to get like pumped up. Like, oh, the crowd made this fight so so good. Like you said, she dropped her, but then the uh, her wrestling was obviously a little um, – or her ground game, rather, was a little bit better, and she got the, you know, finish via strikes. But, like, man, the energy that this fight – like, it's a set the tone for the night, you know? Dude, I got chills when Bruce Buffer came out for the first time and said, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. And then the crowd just started a roar. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this feels normal. <laughs> I know it was great, dude. I know, dude. Those people in Florida do not care at all about this virus. <laughs> it's crazy. No, but I mean, you had to be like testing res- and stuff to get in. So yeah, I respect it. I respect it. I love it, man. All right, next fight, fight of the night by far. Ari Lang versus Jeffrey Molina. Ari Lang, uh, winning the first uh, part, first half of the fight, I'd say. But then Jeffrey Molina came on strong in the second half, finding his range. And he he picked, pieced him apart in that third round. It was it was a clinic. Not it was like a Colby Covington type piecing apart. Just a bunch of bunch of cardio and just a bunch of strikes. Not hitting you too hard, but he hits you with four or five within three four seconds. What are your thoughts on this one, man? Dude, this was a banger. Like just setting the tone for the whole night again. Just violence all night. And this fight, you know, it was my fight of the night. And both guys got dropped multiple times. Um, Molina had like 80 more, you know, significant strikes or whatever, 60 or 70, one on the fight. But, um, I mean, Molina was clearly winning the fight, but I mean, he got dropped. The bell kind of saved him right at the yeah. end there. Like he, he got rocked. And I mean, if there's another 10 seconds, he might lose the fight. Yeah. It's crazy. Fight of the night by far. This, this set the tone. Um, Kazula Vargas versus Rong Zhu. Rong Zhu is only, uh, 
seven months older than I am, which is kind of crazy. Um, first UFC fighter born in the 2000s versus Kazula Vargas, a seasoned vet. Rong Zhu had a bunch of problems in this fight because of visa issues with his coaches and everything. But I think he, I think he turned it, he turned it on and he figured it out in the third round, but just a little bit too late. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, he started slow and never, like if it was a five rounder, he might go on to win, but Vargas started faster and it won him the fight, you know, um, it was a battle of like the UFC, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, Apex Center, like one guy was from the Performance Institute in Vegas. One was from the one in like Singapore, I believe. Shanghai. Shanghai. And then, um, you know, two really young, talented guys that I think we'll see a lot going forward. You know, like we'll see these guys more. I mean, because uh, Vargas is 35, so he's not exactly a young, young whippersnapper. But no, but young in the UFC. Like, yeah, that's true. On in the UFC. Yeah. All right. Dana. This was awesome. Bat Garel versus uh, Kevin Natividad. Dude, uh, slept, slept him. Boom. One came in. He uh, Natividad was charging. And Bert, Bat, Bat, ah, Bat Girl just hit him, hit him on the, on the button and ended the fight. What were your thoughts, man? This was, that was, that set the tone for the, all these were tone setters, man. It was an awesome fight, man. Um, when they were reading the countries and they said this guy was from Mongolia, I was like, oh, this fight's over. Like, <laughs> I was like, you have to be a savage. From, if you live in Mongolia, you're a savage. You, you know what I mean? You've endured some hardships in life. So this guy, I mean, 50 seconds in, hits uh, Natividad with a check, uh, check left hook, drops him. I mean, this guy looks so good um, at bantamweight. I mean, you could – I don't know how you feel. Like, we could see this guy going – ranked maybe next uh, maybe not next but he'll be fighting ranked fighters in short time yes i completely agree but kevin natividad young guy he'll get back into it so this fight pat sabatini versus tristan Connolly. um i mean pat sabatini really just controlled this fight there there's really nothing much to talk about here that, it was just total control that's that's how i saw this fight what were your thoughts yeah, um, I'm surprised at the takedown numbers. It seemed like Sabatini had him on the ground. I think it's then. wrong. It's wrong, right? He took him down multiple times. Let me um, look up. Let me look at UFC stats. Hold on. Because because didn't he have him in like a rear naked choke like multiple times? He he, he attempted he he attempted a lot of some subs. Yeah, and the the first round bell kind of saved um Connolly. He was definitely gonna be slept there if yeah. uh, the round didn't run out. But um yeah, Sabatini from Philly, I believe. Yeah. Um. Want to be New Yorkers? Yeah, um, looked really good. Looked really good, man. His ground game was great. It really wasn't much of a, not much on the feet this fight, you know. No, not at all. Uh, a lot of those strikes that Connolly landed and these strike numbers were like just short little hammer fists that didn't do any damage, you know. Like apparently Sabatini only had one takedown. It seems wrong, right? Because that, that seems wrong. Who knows? The whole fight he was. He, I don't know. Who knows? I thought I thought he had him on the ground for longer, but anyway, uh, Connolly he should he should try fifty five because he beat Michelle Pajeda at one seventy. He's dropping down to featherweight. Yeah, he dropped. This was a forty five bout. Yeah, That's crazy, bro. I know he he should go up to fifty five. See what happens. Yeah, I agree. If you're if you're fighting at one seventy, you should not be dropping down to featherweight. No. All right, that's some Diego Sanchez Sanchez stuff right there. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Carl Roberson versus Brendan Allen. Brendan, you know, this, this is looking to be a great fight until the, till the uh, heel hook. Cause that was a, that was a nasty heel hook. They both had each other's legs, but Brendan Allen just locked it in quicker. I think Brendan Allen's going to be a problem in this division, man. What do you think? Um, I agree. Uh, yeah, this was quick, man. Um, and yeah, I mean, Carl Robinson had a heel hook, like you said, but it really wasn't, it wasn't much of a threat. Like had no leverage, had no leverage. Brendan Allen, like you, you, you could not see uh, Carl Robinson's leg. Like it was just, it was in Brendan Allen. Like you're like, after like 10 seconds, you're like, he's going to tap. Like, and then once he got a little crank on the knee, he, he just had to tap. So like you said, really impressive by uh, Brendan Allen. Yeah, I think I think it's a ranked opponent next, possibly. Let's check at the rankings real quick. They're not updated, but good enough. Uh, Sean Strickland could be a good fight for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just excited to see him fight going forward. You know. Yeah, I mean he he he'll be back quick. He only he, nothing much. He didn't get hit much, so. Didn't get hit. All right. I don't know how Dwight Grant won this fight. I know the numbers say, you know, he had like 16 more significant strikes, but Stefan Sekulic was working submissions the whole fight, it seemed like. I don't know. What were your thoughts on this one? Um, Yeah. Did it seem like Dwight Grant was even a little surprised that he won the fight at the end there? Um, Yeah, Stefan Sekulic, to me, won this fight. Um, You know, the strikes don't show it, but those takedowns by – Sekulic like where the story of the fight like he controlled most of the you know most of the fight on the ground and I mean you look at the strikes he threw I mean he was so proficient with his strike 66% compared to 33 I think this was terrible judging on this one like the judges were pretty consistent all throughout the night and this was the one hiccup they had yeah they really need to start having fighters become judges yeah no sweat yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Like, why aren't fighters judging other fighters? They know their stuff. The humidifier was making too much noise. I didn't want it to uh, pick up on the podcast. All right. Yeah. So I-, I think they need to start having fighters judge fights. I I agree. Like former fighters, retired yeah. fighters, gives them jobs or some coaches or coaches. Yeah. Or I hardcore fans. Great. I don't know about hardcore fans. We will talk about later. I, I don't know if you saw the PFL used like a fan vote. Yeah. On one fights, that was cool. But um, yeah, I think former fighters should be the judges because a lot of the fighters, you know, fighting is all it. they have. And then you know, if you make them a judge, they get they, they you know they got a job and yeah, good stuff for them. You know, super necessary. Super necessary. All right. Anyway. Cowboy Oliveira versus uh, Randy Brown. Uh, dude, a one-armed rear naked choke. What the hell was that? What were your thoughts? That was nuts. That was crazy, man. I I thought this would be a longer fight. Um, I was kind of rooting for Cowboy Oliveira. I don't know how you felt because he's just he's always entertaining. Yeah. But um, Randy Brown. Randy Brown is huge for this weight class, dude. He is so tall. His, his reach is insane. And I mean, he was kind of winning on the feet before, you know, he, he knocked him down. And then, yeah, one arm, one arm, uh, rear naked choke, which Joe Rogan said, like, you, he's never seen it before. I mean, that was so rare. And then the whole post fight, like, 
flipping off Oliveira, and then in the interview, he's like, what was the animosity about? He's like, come to my Twitch. It was like, just tell us what happened, man. Yeah, I feel like, let's talk about Joe Rogan for a second, man. He adds nothing of value to the, to the, to the commentary. I'm going to need you to retract your statement, okay? I'm not going to let Joe Rogan slander be taken apart on this podcast. For the last 10 pay-per-views, all these people on Twitter, oh, Joe Rogan stinks, Joe Rogan stinks. He was awesome yesterday, Jacob. You can't, you're lying. He, he was awesome in that pay-per-view. He wasn't bad. Him and DC were amazing on this pay-per-view. The crowd, a lot of people don't realize, like, a lot of, the fighters feed off energy. So does the commentary team. DC and Rogan were so energy, you know, the, the crowd gave him so much energy. I, I don't know, man. I'll defend Rogan to the day, you know, I die because that guy has brought so many fans to the UFC that people don't even realize. Like, he, he's been there since, like, UFC, like, five or whatever. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, my piece. <laughs> okay, I'll get Joe Rogan wasn't bad on set on Saturday, but I want him to be like that every every pay per view. Yes, I understand, but there was fans. Is there a, you know what I mean? Like those yeah. ones before, there was no fans, so maybe that's why. You know, maybe who I didn't knows? But yo, DC said he'll cut down to two hundred five to fight Jake Paul in in a mixed martial arts bout. Dude, that was uh, crazy. Jake Paul will never agree to a, an MMA fight ever. Dude, Jake Paul looked genuinely terrified that DC and, was up. Yeah, and then, and then like his security guards came and he started like talk. Like DC talked about it on the DC on Hawaii today. Yeah. Um, like the security guards came and then Jake Paul started like talk. You know, heckling him. Like, Dude, like his face got his face got so red. It was hilarious. DC yeah, put him I mean, in his place. He did. Did, yeah. I don't play those games, Joe. No. Shout out to the crowd for chanting F. Jake Paul the whole night, too. That was awesome. Yeah, that was hilarious. All right, to the main card. Uh, Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. Uh, this was a good fight, man. It was a great first round. And then Anthony Smith hit that nerve, the perennial nerve, and Jimmy got uh, dead, le- dead leg. But he took him three to- th- down three times. To- uh, Smith down three times with the dead leg i mean this was this was uh, about to be a banger bro but i don't know it's i agree with the stoppage though it was it was the right decision but anthony smith and that jab too Woo! what were your thoughts man um yeah well what a fight anthony smith looks so much better since glover to literally knocked the teeth out of him yeah. um the last two fights he's looked so much improved and like you said jimmy crude is so tough took him down this when you know his leg he hit that nerve and I, I didn't even know that that nerve like cuts your leg off basically like just deadens your leg and then jimmy crute lands a takedown with one leg which was pretty impressive well but, he landed um, three <laughs> i think one was before i'm not quite I can't, I can't remember i think one of them i've been in before but um anthony smith's jab too like they were talking about it was was crisp too it was like a piston um so anthony smith i don't know how you felt i think he was on the feet winning the fight yeah, so I agree. It would have been to see this fight go longer, but um, credit to Anthony Smith for the win, and cre- credit for them to not, you know, force Jimmy Crude out there because he would have got injured way worse if he tried to go out and fight it more. Yeah, that was that was a great decision. Um, J- so Jimmy Crude and Johnny Walker will both be coming off of injuries. I think that's the fight to make. I love it. I love the fight. 
And then uh, I think Anthony Smith should get the loser of Reyes Prochaska. What do you think? Yeah, Anthony Smith has to fight a top five guy next. Um, even the winner. I think you could argue he, even the yeah, winner. Yeah, absolutely. So, but Anthony Smith's a little older, but he's still going to be fighting for a little bit. But nothing to take away. Like Jimmy Crute, to me, will still be in the top five of this division within a couple of years. You know what I mean? I think he'll be There's no question. He's so talented, man. He just got hit with a super perfect kick. Dude, the, the light heavyweight division's future is so bright. It is, man. It's like everybody thought it was so um, terrible. But uh, these young guys are starting to make it look good. Yeah, I mean, you got you got the Bear Jew in there still. Oh, dude, he's one of my favorites. He's fighting uh, coming up soon. All right, I'll let you take this one, Breck. Hall versus Weidman. Oh, oh this was so sad, man. This was um, – this was the saddest fight of the night for the obvious reasons of Chris Weidman snapping his leg on the, the one strike, as you've seen on the stats there, uh, landed one strike and broke his leg in the same spot that Anderson Silva broke his leg. So some MMA deity, some <laughs> MMA god has not forgiven Chris Weidman for be, you know stopping prime Anderson Silva. And... Um, it was so – I don't know how you – I was sick, like, for, like, 10, 15 minutes after that. Like, the crowd was just, like, in shock. Um, it was it was bad. Well, It was really well, bad. So, I I saw the kick, obviously, but I didn't see the leg because I just – I look at their eyes when they fight. Mm-hmm. And so, I see Chris Wyman go to the ground, and I see the ref wave it off. I'm like, wait, what the hell is going on? And I look down at the leg, and I go – Oh my gosh! And I just get up out of like and just walk around my apartment for five minutes, dude. It was so bad. Like I was watching and I looked away for a second, like a split second, and I look back and Chris Weidman is looking upward, and I'm like, he got knocked out. And then I, like you said, I look down, I see the leg. I'm like, oh my! It was one of the most shocking things ever. It's so it sucks too. Cause I think it was gonna be a great fight. I don't know how you felt. I thought it was gonna be awesome. I mean, man. But hey, let's talk. Uriah Hall, man, he took that with some class. Uriah oh, Hall, he he's one of the most likable guys in the UFC, I think. Yeah, he's matured a lot. He handled it with real class. And a lot of people were like, oh, he handled it with more class than Weidman did when Anderson broke his leg. But I, I sent you some stuff. Like Weidman, once he realized, he thought he like just was hurt. He didn't know his leg was broke. So that's why, you know. Also, when Chris Weidman, he, he won a championship. So when you win a championship, you, your you know, instinct is to react happy you know like yeah then he did once he realized he did console anderson silva all these photos that i saw today of him hunched over silva when he broke his leg but um it's tough man i just hope i mean it could be the end for chris weidman um a lot of people you know listening maybe don't know like how great like how good he was back in the day um he's one of the best ever one of the best one of the best middleweights ever i mean his run to the title to knock out a 16 fight. He, he knocked out Anderson Silva on a 16, who was on a 16 fight win streak. I mean, that's, that's legendary. And you just hope he can recover from this, maybe take like a year off. And I just hope he comes back and fights one more time and just says to everybody like, I'm okay. And then retires, you know? Yeah, I agree. But for Uriah Hall, I think Gaslam or the winner of Manson versus uh, Shabazzian is the, is the fight to make. Um, 
that's a tough one. I like I like uh, Gaslam coming off a loss. I don't like as much. I like the winner of Shabazi and Hermanson. I think Hermanson probably wins that fight. If I had to, yeah. Why Shabazi going up? Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Like he loses and then gets a tougher fight. Like uh, I wow. mean, I feel bad um, for Shabazi. He's with Tavertian. Like ugh. one of the worst striking coaches ever. Um, <laughs> and like just look at Ronda Rousey striking. Um, <laughs> I I think. Like, yeah, Hall versus, like, Hermanson would be a great fight going forward. And, you know, if you uh, – was Uriah Hall on, like, a three-fight win streak coming into this, right? Yeah. A Wyman fight or four fights. So, if he wins his next fight, you got to start thinking top five guy, you know, uh-huh. title down the line. I, I don't know if he's that great. Of, I mean, physically, you know, the commentary team said it. Physically, Uriah Hall could be a champion. It's just more mental, you know? Yeah, definitely. Speaking of champion, Valentina Shevchenko is. How is she getting better? She's getting better. And I mean, on the feet, it wasn't a competition, but we knew that, right? Uh huh. Dude, seven takedowns against a BJJ black belt and a really strong wrestler? She ragdolled. Somebody whose game plan was to ragdoll them. You know, like she pulled a reverse Uno card. Like it was unbelievable. I can't believe she she. I thought she would just you know head kick in the first round over to to take her down seven times. And any time when Drive was on the bottom, it was like it was so painful to watch. Like she couldn't do anything. No. And then I mean you might want to call it an early stoppage, but it was more of like a mercy stoppage. It was like, all right, we've seen enough. Like, you know, like I thought Andrade would be her toughest challenge. Right. Like with her power and her wrestling, like, and then and she's Shoshanko, so game all the time, all the time. And then Shevchenko is this bullet. She's just bullied her. Like they said too, like Shevchenko is one of the best martial artists, like complete martial artists on the world. And this further proved it. All right, what's next for Andrade, man? Um, I think she's I think she's the best in this division. I don't think there's much question about it. Lauren Murphy, like, dude, they fought twice already. People think it should be one-one in the series. Like, we, Amanda Nunes, no, no, I'm talking about Andrade. Oh, Andrade, Andrade. Um, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, uh, Murphy. Uh, Maya would be a good fight. Yeah, Maya, the Cincinnati Cavio have a fight coming up or no? I don't know, but let's talk about Shevchenko. We love Andrade. She's awesome. She's one of my favorites. But dude, there's nothing. There's nothing left. She can't. There's nobody left in her. Maybe her sister down the line. But who, would they ever like want to fight each other? I don't know. But um, like I said, uh, Shevchenko Nunes have fought twice. A lot of people think Shevchenko won one of the fights. Yeah. So I think you have to do the trilogy, even though yeah. it's two nothing. I think you have to. It's a super fight. It would draw. It should be a headliner, um, against one of the greatest martial artists in the world, and then the greatest in the world, Amanda, greatest ever, Amanda Nunes with KO, like the best power we've ever seen. It has to happen, man. Like this yeah. is the fight to. I mean, that'll only happen after uh, Amanda Nunes sends Juliana Pena to the shadow room. Oh yeah, I mean Juliana Pena is going for just. 
it's going to be like Nganu overream levels of knockout, I, I, I think. I loved how Juliana Pena was like, she's dodging me. Like, no, she's not dodging you. She's just not interested. <laughs> like, Juliana Pena is going to try to wrestle her, and then it's not going to work. So it's going to be a stand-up fight, and then we're just going to see a vicious, brutal KO, you know? That's yeah. what's going to happen. Shevchenko's the fight to make. That's really it. Like, they, they these two have se- far separated themselves as the best. And Shevchenko is like three times the fighter she was when she lost to Nunes in those couple fights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the version we saw of Shevchenko this past weekend is scary for Nunes. And that's saying something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, or, or we can do uh, Rose Maganis. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Rose Maganis, wow. <laughs> Perfectly placed head kick. It was beautiful to watch i mean I know she, he's referring to joey diaz calling her rose maganis but carry on <laughs> <laughs> so Zhang Wei Li wants to rematch i'm game for it i mean i don't really care i think that's a good fight to make still i i think i think i think rose just placed the perfect head kick that's really all there is and then you Dude, know you you have, see- what'd you say uh, like Rose on the head kick, like looked low. So Zhang Weili thought the kick was going low and then one high, like perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, you have her, her, her groomer, Pat Berry, telling her that she's the best. Uh, Oof. Um, yeah. I saw a lot of stuff about Pat Berry and Rose that I didn't know about. And I was like, Ooh, that's e, yikes. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you know, you know, but, um, uh, yeah, I think the rematch when you agree that the rematch has to happen because Whaley deserved the rematch. She's, she's a great, she was great before this loss and um, it's, it would be another great fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm game. I, I want it. I want it to be honest. I think that's another the fight thing. To make. I know a lot of people were like angry at the crowd for booing John Whaley, but if an American fighter is fighting in Brazil, they, they boo and say horrible stuff to the American fighter. Yeah, they might just, shoot him. They, you know what I mean? Like, it just depends on where you are. I know there's a lot of stuff Ooh, about Bible that. hair. Ooh, Bible hair. Exactly, bro. Like, oh. if you if, if you have a card in Europe, you know, it, it just depends on where you are. Uh, cards also, in Europe Florida, are bad. Florida's, Florida's crazy, bro. The people there are crazy, so. Also, communism is officially ended in all of the world after this fight. There's no more communism. Dude, I had a friend who's like follows the UFC very casually, and he only cared about this fight for that reason. He's like, he's like, we beat it, we beat communism back. I'm like, uh, well, I don't, you know, <laughs> okay, like, no more communism, Breck. I guess it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> There's no communism. Wow. Kamara Usman knocks out game-bred Masvidal. Um, I mean, Jorge Masvidal, if he hadn't been, you know messing around and putting his hands down, maybe he wouldn't have gotten knocked out. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Usman wiped his head clean of all of all body fluid. What do you think? What'd you think, man? Yeah, like you said, I think Usman, I think if um Masvidal respected his power, he would have been still fighting. You know what I mean? Like he 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 just was like smiling and it was so odd to see his hands down. You're like, dude, like you you were standing across the the cage from a savage like put your hands up like you know what i mean and um we just got to give a lot of credit to in the previous fight you know rose's coaches trevor whitman 
and then Usman now trained to Trevor Whitman too. And I mean, you could uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the stand up by Usman has improved so much in the last three fights. I mean, he had Usman, you know, fooled with the little um, left hand and then the right down the middle is just brutal knockout. And uh, what was it? Masvidal's first time being finished since 2009. So, you know, props to Usman. And we got to start talking about pound for pound best in the world right now with this guy. Yeah, I can't tell you wrong. And all, for all the people saying he's the best welterweight of all time, you need to go to the, you need to go and sh- shove yourself in your closet because you are totally wrong. GSP is still by far and away the best welterweight of all time. Yeah, Carl- it's closing. It's closing, but until he gets 10 title defenses, he's not the greatest of all time, in my opinion. You could say that, but then you could also argue the competition Usman is facing is could be Yeah, but the comp- than- G- GSP's than- competition was pretty tough, too. It's true, but I think I think they're in a room of their own, if you know what I mean. Like, they're the best two welterweights of all time. Uh, people forget like about Matt Hughes, too. Matt Hughes is great. Don't get me wrong. Matt Hughes is a legend, an icon of the UFC. I, I think Usman's better. Like, I, who beats him, bro? Like, we're going to talk about, like, Colby. I guess Colby's the next rematch, and I guess he's the only guy that you could say could beat Usman because he's he, – if Usman's one, Colby's 1A. But Usman's striking is so much better than the striking in the first fight, and he finished him in the first fight. So what's going to happen now? Well, think you know about I mean? it. If, if the ref didn't call – a, a, a penis kick or whatever the hell it was, you know, Colby Covington would have won that fight. It was right to the, right to the body. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It was definitely two, two going into the fifth. It's anyway. hard to say Colby would have won the fight, but it's tough. I also don't know if the fight should have been stopped. I don't know how you felt. I think you give Colby like 10 more seconds to try to survive. Yeah. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible, man. But um, now for Jorge. Respect uh, to Masvidal. From where he used to be to headlining this pay-per-view. What, what, where should he go next? Luque? I, I think, think that's a good fight. Vicente Luque? It's a good fight, but I don't favor him. Like I think Luque wins that fight. So I don't know if you want to give him another super tough fight like that right off the bat. Like Corey Masvidal is definitely a great fighter. But, I mean, if you look at his UFC record, 12-8, and eight, I mean – he is in that kind of journeyman bracket, but I don't know, Michael Chiesa. That's a good fight. I like I like him, Michael Chiesa. And also like they have Tyron Woodley here who I think got cut. So Yeah, he got cut. Um I think he's gonna fight Jake Paul. Yeah, I don't know. Um Jeff Neal would be a fun one. Yeah, there's there's a lot of fights to make. You've got to definitely fight like somebody lower. I don't know. Luke, I don't know. That's tough. Or the loser of Burns Thompson. Yeah. He's already fought Thompson too. So it's a good, there's a lot of options for him, but let's talk about this PFL, man. Clay Collard put a whooping on Anthony Pettis. Yeah. um, Just to backtrack for a sec. I was so impressed with PFL's, um, like presentation, the production value. Like I loved the little score ticker that showed the punches, like as you're watching, I enjoyed it. That was, I, I enjoyed it, man. It was a good, it was really like, I don't know how you felt. I enjoyed it more watching than like watching Bellator. Like, I mean, just about anything's better than Bellator. I, I know that's a low bar, but you know what I mean? Like 
I just loved like the commentary team of Couture and Florian with the other guy was great. Um, but like you said, uh, Clay Collard, Cassius Clay Collard, who was the boxer before this. Um, I think this is like his fifth upset or something in between boxing and MMA. And yeah, it's just dominated Pettis, but then Pettis almost finished him, man. He was like a second away from finishing him with that high yeah. kick at the end. And then he hit the flying knee right after. And then Collard tied him up. If he if he missed tying him up right there, he would have lost the fight. You know, I think Pettis finishes him if yeah he doesn't tie him up there. But credit so to credit Clay to, Collard, man. Yeah, credit to Clay Collard. He fought a great fight. And then uh, another crazy thing on that card too is Lance Palmer got the the champion, two time lightweight champion Lance Palmer got ragdolled by Bubba Jenkins. Yeah, that was crazy too, man. And they supposedly they wrestled in college before, but. Man, that was crazy too. Seeing the champion just get, just, you know, demolished. Yeah, it was it was a fun night. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the event, man. I love their. Uh, I want to know how you felt about their like their ranking system. Like a win is three points. Yeah. And then you can like lose and then still get a shot at the title at the end, but you keep winning. I like the whole like season thing with the ranking. I think it's I think it's unique. I think it's cool. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. Um, they have a uh, they have PFL two coming up. I think Thursday too. We talked yeah. about that Thursday. Yeah, definitely. Um, that John Lineker knockout though. Oh, that was brutal, man. He slept him, and then the punch afterwards. I mean, he was out before that punch. Super landed. necessary. Super necessary though. Needed to happen. But um, <laughs> yeah, the fight I. I watched the fight before was um I can't what's the guy's name it's, I'm losing it the fight before that um I can't remember that was a oh, man it's killed me but um I mean regardless I I don't know how you feel PFL and one are like just so much better in my mind than Bellator yeah I love these ones on TNT they're great. Yeah, man, I got I got to go to media day yesterday for uh, one. How was that, dude? It was really cool. I got to talk to uh, Shinya Aoki. Dude, that's oh yeah, wasn't he? He was set to fight. Um, who? Who am I thinking of? Uh, oh, um, I can't remember. Is he the one that was supposed to fight Sage Northcutt? Yes, he was supposed to fight Sage. Yeah, but, so but, but dude, I also got to talk to uh Rainier de Ritter, uh, de Ritter. Uh, that was really cool. That's cool, man. Maybe you can talk to Eddie Alvarez, but um, I'm talking, I'm, I'm going to media day tonight. Hopefully, I get the chance to talk to him. Dude, you gotta talk to Eddie. Alvarez. Speaking of Eddie Alvarez, he got his uh DQ overturned to a no yeah, contest. No contest, he's fighting this week, too. I think, I think he's fighting this week. Yeah, too, he's fighting is... Wednesday. Yeah, I I'll, ask, I'll, I'll ask him about some things, man. I hope he wins. I want to see him fight for the belt. I do too. Eddie Alvarez. He says he'll be the greatest lightweight of all time if he gets the three belts. All time is tough, but there's a real argument. I mean... He's already one of the greatest lightweights of all time. Yeah, exactly. He's already... I mean, there's an argument. If he gets the one belt, he, three... And I mean, he has the all the belts in the biggest... And he had the UFC belt too. So, I mean... Yeah. It's hard to argue against. All right. Triller files $100 million lawsuit and damages to illegal streamers. Ooh. Um, 
little word out, you know, little message for Triller, you're going to lose. The streamers will always win. Dana White, the head of the UFC, they're like, oh, we got to – you remember that whole fight night thing with Connor? Yeah. It was like, oh, we're going to uh, we're we gonna catch this guy. We got one of them. Next weekend, all the regular streams that everybody uses, back up and running. Still, still back up and running. Good job, Dana. Good job, Uncle Dana. So, Triller, good luck. Yeah, good luck. I'm not going to say any of our favorite streaming platforms on here because – Oh, no, bro. We got the Russian link. Don't worry. Like Khabib said to DC that one time in the gym, he's like, DC's like, you got to pay for my fight, brother. And he goes, no, no, no. We have Russian link. No, brother. We have have, Russian link. We have have Russian link. Nick Diaz, man. Dude, you know, um, Dana said he has a, you know, he wants to fight in the post-cut. Hamza. That's, that's really terrible to give nick diaz as far as fight back a killer like that what about robbie lawler bro they fought like 20 they fought 20 years ago right when they were super like 20 year old like when they were 20 years old they fought yeah fight 20 years later that's the fight for me robbie lawler nick diaz yeah what what about what what are your thoughts on uh connor usman well i love connor but he's talking a little bit of nonsense right like usman would even if Connor stood with him and didn't get like a hit, Usman would just take him. He would just ragdoll him on the ground. So, yeah, you know what I mean, I think Connor needs to get the belt at 155, which I think he will, to be honest. I mean, it'd be tough. He's got to be. He's got to be Poirier first, man. That's a tough yeah. fight. They want Poirier wants to do it at 170. I don't want him to do it 170. No, no, it's got to be a. There's too many implications on the line at 155. Yeah, and there's no implications at 170. Like, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But, um, man, it sucks Khabib retired, man. Because you imagine right now if they were working for a Usman Khabib at 170 fight? That'd be great. That'd be like the – that'd be a super fight. Grappling – grappling uh, – it'd be a grappling showcase. Yeah. And, you know, Usman's never been taken down. And – you have to think Khabib would take him down once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brother, brother, I take you down. I, I smish. I just wonder, too, like, you think Usman, he's kind of already cleaned out the division. Maybe he cleans out again. He said he'll never move up to 85, right? But, like, there's so many fights I want to see Usman at 185. Yeah. Like, Whitaker, Usman, 185. That's a, that's, that's that's a, a banger. Like, Acosta, Usman, well, he won't, he won't move up because of Izzy. What if, okay, but if Izzy, like you said to me uh, the other day, if Izzy loses the belt, which is very possible against like a wrestler like Vittori, like would he fight Vittori? That would be a fun fight, you know? That'd be a fun Double fight. Uh, Marvin Vittori. I miss Darren Till, man. Should have been Darren. If Darren Till had just stayed healthy and won the fight, he'd be fighting for the belt right now. Yeah. He, he didn't drink enough Modelo and eat enough P3. Dude, people got to understand that, you know, your fridge, your fridge should be stocked with Modelo's and your cabinet should be stocked with the official protein snack of the UFC P3, okay? Brought to you with the fighting spirit. I, I, for, I forgot to go to the store before the fights and get some. I, I... Dude, always got to have it, you know, ready for fight night. 
my 21st birthday party is going to be on a Saturday. It's just going to be Modelo and P3s. It's a giant spread, a giant buffet style. And everybody's like, where's all the food? You're like, it's here. It's the P3. <laughs> where's the drinks? Check the fridge for the Modellos. <laughs> um, Stephen A. Smith has finally admitted, I'm not an expert on the UFC. Yeah, well, shocker. I mean, water is wet, you know. I mean, you don't. I mean, that. At least he said it because he just looks more of a clown every time he tries to talk about UFC. Yeah. Plus, he said, "Plus, I'm not an expert like idiots out there try to accuse me of pretending that I am because I'm commentating. No, I'm a fan. I'm not an expert on the UFC. I didn't start watching until a few years ago." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He, he, they should just never have him on UFC. Like, that was so embarrassing. Why would you have yeah, him between – why would you give him Rogan? Really? I don't know, man. It was uh, – I'm trying to see who else little, there is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, no excuse. Uh, come on, Colt. I think we need that rematch ASAP. Who? Uh, Covington Usman. We need that ASAP. It's the fight to make. But um, who did, who said it today? Like the winner of uh, Edwards Diaz has a real chance at fighting for the title too. If like, it's Diaz, yes, that's the fight. Diaz, like he he can fight for the, just because of his name. He'll draw so much pay per view buys. Pay per view buys. And he's such a draw that the UFC like would have to seriously consider it. Yeah, you're Covington. Marty, like you got you got to sign a contract soon. Marty Fake Newsman. Uh, <laughs> all right, Brett. He's not not Marty anymore. All right, what do you? Any final thoughts before we end this end the show? No, I just wanted to like. Out of all the pay per views I've watched, and I haven't been a fan for as long as you know. Some people, but this is like a top five pay-per-view ever I've seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even the longtime fans were saying this is like a top five pay-per-view ever. So it's awesome. It was one of the funnest like watching entertainment like events I've seen in a long time. Oh, can we go through what May has in store for us? Oh, it's crazy, bro. That rundown. All right. There's so many good fights. So this weekend- And those are just headlines. So this weekend we have Dominic Reyes versus Yuri Prochaska, and then Banger. a featherweight bout, belt bout, Swanson Chikadze, Ion Kudalov versus Dustin Jacoby. Oh my gosh, Christo- Oh, these th- this main card's awesome Saturday. It's awesome. And then just we go get- through the, go through the headliners for the month. Don't don't go each right. one. You know, San Hagen versus Dillashaw on May eighth. That's, that's the best one of the whole month. Like, that's crazy that fight. Charlie Oz versus Michael Chandler, headlining 262. For the belt. Yep, and then you got Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz after that, as the co-main, mm-hmm. rather. And then, uh, not 263, dang it. Um, and then we have uh, Font versus Garbrandt. Another great fight. Awesome fight. Tremendous fight. 100%. Tremendous. 100%. All right, anything else, Brack? I got nothing. I think we covered any, anything, uh, everything. But uh, 
once again, like shout out UFC putting on another great event. Shout out one for putting on great events this week and shout out PFL for putting on great event, you know, great event this week. Yeah. All right, guys, that'll do it for us here. Breck, thanks for coming on. We hope Daniel comes back from the shadow realm. It's I'm getting real sad. It's like, it's starting to take a toll mentally on me. It's like, you just want to hear Dan's voice. You know, it's like, like anytime we hear from Dan in the shadow realm, it's like whisper. It's like, help, help, help me. And then he fades away, you know, like, it's so sad, man. We just, we got to get him back. I'm seeing him uh, Thursday. Dude, you should like hold him hostage. Like lock him in a room and be like, you're going to be on the podcast Monday. Yeah, I'm seeing him Thursday for the draft show. So convince him. You got to convince him to be on. All right. I will. All right, Breck. Uh, that'll do it for us here. We'll see you guys next time.